Well, hello, good people. I am Crystal Keys, and welcome to the podcast of Workplace Keys to Success, a channel that brings you an unfiltered, no-nonsense approach to handling workplace bullying. Well, today our topic is the delusional megalomaniac, the delusional megalomaniac. Today we're going to talk about the megalomaniac, but also I am so pumped today because we are going to have a Q&A moment. So I have been receiving some valuable questions and comments regarding workplace bullying from you. Thank you. I want to share the questions and provide a, a collaborative answer to help uh, those that are in need of advice of a way out of workplace bullying. But first, in my last episode, I talked about some bullying traits within the workplace and the delusional megalomaniac is one of those characteristics. Well, this type of bully likes to control, control, control. One of their primary qualities of being a bully is that they need to control others, which originates from their fundamental insecurities. Megalomaniacs have an obsession with the exercise of power, especially in the, uh, for the domination of others. They love to dominate. Well, megalomaniacs and bully, so the megalomaniac and bully, both words are significantly connected. Occasionally, both terms can be used interchangeably. However, the megalomaniacs are individuals with extreme self-image. They see themselves as powerful and significant. Do you know anyone who's like that? They're just positive that, that they parted the Red Sea, just that grandiose attitude. This individual is likely a megalomaniac. Most often, megalomaniacs belittle others because they feel superior. How can that be? They feel superior, yet they have insecurities. That's the crazy part of workplace bullying and what their characteristics are and what they're made of. But apart from their huge ego, how can we identify a megalomaniac? Well, according to the Diagnostics and Statistical Manual, megalomania is a psychological condition under narcissistic personality disorder symptoms. The key to dealing with a megalomaniac is to adopt a proactive strategy. You have to be prepared. They will. And their ego will be prepared also. They'll be ready for attack ready for battle, anyone that provides a way for them to dominate, or if you are someone that puts them on edge because they are intimidated by you. Well, you need to try and communicate your perspective with composure and civility. Easier said than done, I know. Sometimes it's very hard, especially when that bully gets you going. Well, even if you are in disagreement, that's fine. You can disagree. Be precise and show you are considerate of their point of view. Express the facts and propose a solution underlying positive outcomes for everyone involved. Most importantly, do not make generalizations 
to the megalomaniac. Like you always act like that. You, you act like you're better than others always. That's, that's generalizing them. So how dare we? <laughs> so that just sets them off a little more. So we don't want to generalize um, our comments when we're are communicating, when we're talking to the megalomaniac. Number one, we need to recognize megalomaniacs are difficult to handle. We have to remember that, recognize it and remember it. Then we can determine if engagement is even worth our time and energy. If listen, are we going to lose sleep? If so, if we feel like this is something we need to engage, if it's just something that's intolerable, then we need to address the megalomaniac's behavior and not their intentions. Why? Because actions speak louder than words. Plus, their behavior versus what they're saying, their intentions, what they say their intentions are. Number four, we also need to consider and be cautious of their hierarchy influence. So if you just feel like I can't take it anymore, I've got to tell someone we need to make sure we're telling the right person because if we are telling, let's just say we're looking at the chain of commands and we go and tell their manager. Well, if that's not in the hierarchy channel, their manager is not in your hierarchy channel. You might want to think twice about that. Um, just be careful about making complaints to their manager, especially if that's not a direct uh, alignment of how you report up. We also want to be cautious of how we engage the megalomaniacs employees. They may already be conditioned to be the wolf pack. Most often they are. Wolf pack behavior includes following the more aggressive dominant leader along with the dominant recruitment of others to aid in bullying the less powerful member for abuse. These are just some keys to maintain professionalism along with dealing a megalomania. Now we're going to switch gears a little bit. So we're going to get to our question and answer segment. So we received a comment in from a gentleman named, you know what? Let's just go with the state that he's from, from West Virginia. He submitted a comment regarding female dominated workplaces and female bullies. In essence, how should he handle a female bully? Well, bullying is usually associated with masculine aggression and women are usually associated with empathy. So due to maternal instincts, however, a woman can also misuse empathy. The acclaimed writer, Linda Laplante, has created some of the most fearsome female TV characters within the last decade or so. And Linda has stated that she relies intensely on her perception of the male female wars in the workplace for her TV scripts. She has authored uh, Cold Blood, Trial and Retribution, Prime Suspect. Now all of these which have turned into television movies. So. Um, but most of Linda's female characteristics uh, of their females, they're icy, they're cruel. I mean, they're just focused on whatever their target is, whoever that victim is, they're focused on that. So West Virginia, the gentleman from West Virginia has experienced some of the same 
connections and engagement and communication in this dominant female workplace. His experience has included mostly covert, covert workplace bullying, leaving possible witnesses unsure of what they've even observed. Well, why do women resort to workplace bullying? The same as men, the same as any and all bullies, insecurity is the main reason. Now I've been told for most men, there is something more shameful at the hands of a female bully. However, there is nothing weak about being the target of workplace bullying by a woman. Workplace bullying happens in all types of scenarios, all social environments, all walks of life. So I have a question for this audience. What stops workplace bullying? Now I may sound like a broken record, but keys to stopping workplace bullying is knowing that workplace bullying can end with you. Stand up for yourself, document all misconduct, keep a record at all times, communicate all misconduct, file a complaint within your organization, follow the chain of commands. Now I know a lot of people um, want to throw this uh, out, but I will tell you this um, as a manager um, and as someone who has gained her master's degree in human resources, when you are filing a complaint, when your complaints are being looked at, that is one of the things that human resources will look for. Who did you tell? Did you follow the chain of commands? Now you have to be strategic about it. So if you feel that it's going to go on deaf's ear, then file it just to mark it off, check it off. Maybe you don't go full, full throttle in of what's happening because you are not sure that, or you're not sure that something's going to happen or you think it's going to go on, on deaf's ear. So you do have to be strategic. You have to fill out the environment, kind of what's going on. But I just wanted to share that little tidbit. You also want to model and support ethical conduct. Why? Well, if there's an investigation of what is happening to you, there is going to be um, different ones that are questioned and asked. So you want to make sure that you are following ethical standards as well. You want to attend and participate in any and all training you can get your hands on free, anything free. First off, you want to start there. Um, anything to do with ethics or anti-bullying. You want to make sure that you can tap into anything that's available to you because knowledge is power. Now this is a proactive step. You want to select a therapist and that's because um, you may get to the point where you can't take it anymore. You need someone that is going to be able to help you process what's going on in your life. There's a lot of emotions that go into workplace bullying as the target. And so you want to be able to talk through that. Another proactive step is to find an attorney that specializes in workplace bullying. Now, because there are no specific laws, at least within the United States, uh, attorney that specializes in workplace harassment would also be able to help assist. And then you want to implement an ultimatum and that's not to others. That's to yourself, right? So you want to just have a time where 
You're looking over how you've documented what's happened to you. You're reflecting of what's happening to you. And you, you want to know for yourself, should you consider a transfer? Should you consider if it's caused so much anguish and stress, distress? Should you consider disability, workman's comp? Should you look into finding a new job or change careers altogether? Maybe the, the job you have, it is a job where it's very aggressive. And so sometimes aggressive jobs, they cultivate a workplace bullying atmosphere. Remember, a bully only bullies because we allow them to. Well, our time is up for today. I'd like for you to stay connected. We're going to have plenty of more content that's available to those victims out there, to the ones that are trying to overcome, to the ones that don't even want to be placed in that predicament. So you're going to do a little bit of proactive research, uh, which is which is excellent. But we want you to stay connected. I'll continue to post new content on Anchor. Thank you for tuning in and have a great work week.